Thank you for listening to A Call to Freedom, the audio podcast of Freedom Ministries Church located in Apopka, Florida. I'm Pastor Freddie Fillmore Sr., and I want to welcome you to our church. You can watch our broadcast online every Sunday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can also join us for Shabbat prayer every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Bible study at 7 p.m. on Thursday. For more information on how to watch or to submit a prayer request, please visit our website, acalltofreedom.com, or visit us on social media. The information is also listed in the show notes to this podcast. It is my desire that the message this week blesses challenges and encourage you in your walk of faith. Thank you again for joining us and I pray you enjoy the word. Hello everyone and welcome to another online service brought to you from Freedom Ministries Church here in Apopka, Florida, where we are led by Pastor Freddie Fillmore Sr. I am Minister Tony Jenkins. I am one of the associate ministers on staff here, and it is a does me good to come before you today to bring you the word of God. My favorite verse is Psalms 34, 8, where it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that puts his trust in the Lord. And Remember, the verse says, taste and see that the Lord is good. It didn't say taste and see that your job is good. It didn't say taste and see that your husband is good. It didn't say taste and see that the church is good. It said taste and see that the Lord is good. Because if all those things are not good, God is still good. And this is why we bless him and we put our trust in the Lord. Today, I got this message from God. About two weeks ago, because I always want to hear from God, what do he want me to speak to his people? And God had brought up in my spirit about judge. And I'm like, God, what what are you talking about? So I opened my Bible one day when I was getting ready to study. And I found myself at Deuteronomy chapter 16 when God was talking to Moses about appointing judges. And I say, okay, God, this is what you want me to talk about. And I always ask God, please confirm your word because I want to make sure that this is not me because it's not about me. It's about you. And last week. We had the Supreme Court judge Ruth Better Ginsburg to die. And I say, okay, God, now I know what you want me to talk about. So if you will get your Bibles and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 18 and 20. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verses 18 through 20. And we are going to talk about things that we are dealing with right now today. You know, Jesus, he dealt with things that was of his time during his day. He dealt with everyday life. He dealt with death. He went to funerals. He went to weddings. He ate with politicians, which was the tax collectors. He dealt with the religious people of that time. Jesus dealt with the the diseased people who were the lepers. He dealt with everyday issues. And this is what God has been laying on my heart to deal with 
the issues that we are going through with today. Now, Deuteronomy 16, verse 18 and 20. It says, you shall appoint judges and officers in all your gates, which the Lord your God gives you according to your tribes, and they shall judge the people with just judgment. You shall not pervert justice. You shall not show partiality, nor take a bride. For a bride blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of the righteous. You shall follow what is altogether just, that you may live and inherit the land which the Lord your God is giving you. God told Moses to appoint these judges and officers, and then he gave them five things on how they should judge. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that you have given me to bring a clear word to your people right now. Because God, you are a God that deals with today. It's always today with you, Father. And I thank you that the current events that we are experiencing today, you are aware, aware of and you know full hand what is going on. So, Father, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to bring, bring clarity and to speak a right now word to your people. In Jesus name. Amen. My message today is justice or not. Justice or not. When God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, the first thing God gave them was law. He gave them the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were the constitution of the Israelites. They were the constitution of the Israelites. What is a constitution? A constitution is a set of principles by which a nation of people are governed by. It's a set of principles. What is principles? Principles means first law. Principles are nothing but laws. And law is nothing but order. When you talk about law, law brings order to a matter or to a people or to a situation. Laws are not in place to hurt you. Laws are put in place to protect you. To keep you from destruction. When God gave the command not to commit adultery, that law was to protect the family. It wasn't to hurt the family. So when God established a law, it's to pr protect you. Like when my mama told me, boy, when you go outside, put on your shoes. That was a law. It wasn't that she was trying to hurt me. She was trying to protect me from either getting my foot cut or me stomping my toe on the ground, which I did because I did not obey what she told me to do. And I learned that, boy, put your shoes on. So laws are to protect you, to keep you from destructing yourself. All governments are governed by constitution. All governments, they are governed by a constitution. Romans 13 tells us, that all governing authorities that exist today are appointed, which is mean they are set up or fixed 
or put in place by God. So before God was to build a nation, he told Moses, this is what he wanted him to do at the end of his life, to appoint judges and officers over Israel. And Israel had 11 judges. And one of the judges was a woman by the name of Deborah. So don't tell me that women can't do the job. Because if God allow a woman to be a judge, that means she is well qualified. These judges had five pillars by which to judge the children of Israel. Number one, the first pillar was to judge with just judgment, which means to simply be fair. Number two, do not pervert justice, which is to change from the original state. Don't pervert justice. Don't change it. Law is settled. Don't change it to fit what you want it to be. Number three, he says, do not show partiality when you are judging. Do not play favoritism. Number four, do not take a bribe, which is judges should not be bought off. Because the Bible says when you take a bribe, it blinds the eyes of the justice and it twists the words of the righteous. Remember, after Jesus died, they put all the satyrian soldiers at his uh, burial site. And when Jesus arose, they saw what happened. They saw Jesus coming back. And they went and told the religious people of that time what they saw. The religious people, the Bible says, told them, do not report what you saw. And they paid the soldiers off. And then they said this, if this reaches the governing authorities of that time, we will appease them. We will pay them off so that they don't say nothing. So justice cannot take bribes, meaning that you are not supposed to be bought. And in America today, we have what you call lobbyists. Lobbyists are people who go to Congress and try to buy con Congress off by lobbying, by giving them money. And you cannot do that as a uh, pillar on the judgment seat. And number five, it says, follow all together what is just, meaning that at all costs, you stay true to justice. These are the five pillars by which all constitutions should be judged because all of them was put in place and appointed by God. So now that was in Moses time. Now let me bring you to where we are as a nation. On July the 4th, 1776, a nation was getting ready to be birthed that would be independent from the British rule. After the Revolutionary War that was won by the 13 colonies, in 1789, they replaced the Articles of Confederation with the Constitution of the United States of America, 
which will be the fundamental way that law will be governed. This is what they did when they broke away from British rule in 1776. By 1887, the conventional delegates devised a plan for a stronger federal judgment with three branches of government to have a system of checks and balances to ensure that no single branch would have absolute power. And those three branches that they came up with was the executive branch, which is the president. And that branch, the president is called to enforce the law. The second branch is the legislative branch, which is the Congress. Congress is in place to write laws. And then the third branch, which to me is the most important and the most powerful branch of the of, of the three. It is the judicial, which is the courts, particularly the Supreme Court. And their job is to interpret the law and then enforce it to those who wrote the law. The most powerful of the three is not the president. Why? Because the president can only serve four or eight terms at best, and he's out. It's not the Congress. Because Congress, again, can be voted out of power. But the most powerful of the three is the Supreme Court. Why? Because the Supreme Court is a lifetime appointee and they could never be voted out. And these are the ones that make the critical decisions in our United States of America. I'm talking about justice or not. And the reason why the Supreme Court has a lifetime appointment is because they did not want these people who makes the, the law of the land, who puts their stamp on the law of the land, they did not want them to worry about being fired, to worry about being bought off because they can't be bought off and they should not and they could not be fired. They had security to make the right decisions the most powerful of our branches. So the Constitution reads like this. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish the first thing that the Constitution established was justice. It was the first thing that they put in the Constitution that would be established was justice. So in 1976, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence, which says, We behold these truths to be self-evident that all men, all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain inelible rights, that among these are life, Liberty and the pursuit of happiness. This was in the Declar uh, Declaration of Independence wrote by Thomas Jefferson. Now, the Declaration of Independence, y'all, there were three documents given 
to the United States of America. It was the Declaration of Independence. It was the Bill of Rights, which was the 10 amendments of the Constitution and the Constitution itself. Now, the only one of those three documents that stood alone was the Declaration of Independence. It stood alone. The Constitution was amended almost 26 times. They had to go back and make amendments. Amendments is to make a, uh, uh, pretty much to make right. But the Declaration of Independence, when it says that all men are created equal, that did not have to be amended because God created all of us to be equal and it stood alone. But listen to this. Because However, the liberties for all men didn't become a reality. Listen, y'all, even though this declaration stood alone, the liberties of all men did not become legally enforced until the Civil War. And that's where we get the 13th, the 14th and the 15th Amendment. The 13th Amendment abolished slavery. The 14th Amendment gave uh, uh, all men equal protection under the law. And the 15th Amendment gave African-American men the right to vote. So on August the 29th, now we're coming almost currently to the day. On August the 29th, 1963, over... 250 people, 250,000 people. This was a hundred, almost a hundred years after these, the 14th and the 15th Amendment was passed. A hundred years, y'all. And colored people still did not have liberties. So these people fought for civil rights. 250,000 people went to Washington, D.C. and stood on the National Mall declaring civil rights and voting rights for people of color, which was their constitutional right. Separate but equal was the rule of law. However, blacks were not treated equally. That was the rule of law back then. But all men are created equal. But how can we be separate if we all created equal? How can me as a black man go to a restaurant and sit in a colored section? I thought we were all created equal. But that was the law of the man of the land. Who made those laws? The Congress. One of the three branches of government, the con Congress. And so they fought for civil rights with Martin Luther King and the civil rights leaders back in 1963. Check this out. Because of this, white racists who did not want to share, who did not want to desegregate, said, we're going to fix this. And 17 days later after the march on 7th, September the 15th, 
four Ku Klux Klan members went to a small Baptist church in Birmingham, Alabama, and planted a bomb. And when that bomb went off, it killed four little girls, all because white racists did not want to abide by the Constitution, which said all men were created equal and should have the right to liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness. Say their names. The four little girls. Addie Mae Collins, 14. Carol Robinson, 14. Cynthia Wesley, 14. And Denise McNair, 14. Were killed because they didn't want to share equality with colored people. And Dr. King said this after their funerals. Quote, what murdered the three little girls, listen y'all, Dr. King said this, what murdered the three little girls was everyone who did not register to vote. They are the ones that also participated in that murder. All those who didn't register to vote participated in those four little girls being murdered because Dr. King understood the power of the vote. Your vote is your voice. And if you don't exercise it, then you give the power to people to get into power who do not have your best interests at heart. Justice or not is on the ballot. So you may say, look, my vote don't count. Oh, you hear people say that all the time. My vote don't count. Well, if that's true, if your vote don't count, then why do certain people in power try to take it away from you or make it harder for you when you do exercise your right? Like having long lines, like having literacy tests, counting marbles. In, how many marbles? How many jelly beans? In a, it's in a jelly jar. Come on. Why they do that? Because they understand the power of your vote. So your vote matters. And then you have some people who may say, oh, I'm going to just pray about it. I'm going to just leave it in God's hands. I'm going just, just to pray about it. Well, that's good. You should pray. But as soon as you get off your knees, you need to exercise your right to vote. You got to do something. James 2 and 20 says this, O foolish man, faith without works is dead. What is your work? Your work is when you get off your knees is to go down and participate and exercise your right to vote. Fannie Lou Hamer, which was one of the the, 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 the activist during the civil rights movement. She was, she was an activist for women's right and voting, voting rights. Fannie Lou Hamer said this, quote, you can pray until you faint, but if you don't get up off your behind and do something, God ain't gonna put it in your lap. 
What was she saying? Pray. That's great. But you got to do something. Because God is not going to put it in your lap. He ain't going to come down and vote for you. Whatever God is going to do, he's going to do it through you. So exercise your right to vote. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 18. I'm going to read this. We're talking about after you pray, you got to do something. Listen to what Jesus said. Luke 18, chapter 1, uh, uh, Luke 18, verses 1 through 8, it says this. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray. I told you, pray and not lose heart. And listen to what Jesus, the example that he gave. He said, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard men. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me because of my adversaries. Now Jesus uses two extremes. He uses a judge who is unjust, who don't care about God and don't care about men. Then he uses a widow. A widow at that time was someone who had no family because she had no one to marry her after her husband died. That means she was left to the church. She was left to the church. She had no one to defend for her. But one thing this widow knew is her rights. So she went to the judge having no one to, to advocate for her. That means the odds were stacked against this widow. But she knew her rights. The Bible says she told the judge, get justice for me from my adversaries. Verse four. And he would not for a while. Listen, he would not do it for a while. But that widow didn't get discouraged because she knew her rights. She kept going. The Bible says, but afterward, he said within himself, though I do not fear God, nor regard men, yet because this widow troubles me, because she keep coming back, she keep reminding me of her rights. Even though I don't, I don't care nothing about God, I don't care nothing about men, but because she continues to wear me out, the Bible says that Nevertheless, uh, uh, says that I will avenge her lest by her continuing coming she weary me. Now, some of you say that justice, we're not getting justice. We voted and we're not getting justice. Well, the needle of justice does not move like a speedboat. It moves like a big cruise ship who takes its turn. Matter of fact, you can't even really see it moving. That's how justice moves. And that's what Jesus is saying. After you finish praying, you got to do something. Now that woman, she could have been praying. She could have been praying. But as long as she stayed on her knees and said, God going to do it, they would have continued to come after her. But she got up off her behind and she did something. And it didn't work the first time. It didn't work the second time. It didn't work the third time. But she kept 
going. And the judge says, I'm tired of this woman. And finally, she got her just due. And look what Jesus said. Jesus then said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? God is hearing your cry, but you got to get up and do something. Justice, I'm getting ready to close. Justice or not is on the ballot. The courts are on the ballot. November 3rd, almost 37 days from now, you and I will have the opportunity to exercise our right to vote. And the courts are on the ballot. Look at what, what is going on right now. The battle is over the Supreme Court. Remember, lifetime appointed. They are the ones that sway law one way or another. The battle is over the Supreme Court. The Dred Scott decision. A lot of you don't even know who Dred Scott is. Well, he was a former slave who sued for his right to be a free man. And in the lower courts, in the state lower courts, he won his battle. They freed him. But his master, which was his master's wife, took him to the Supreme Court of that state. And they overturned that decision. And then he took his case by the help of the, the abolitionists who gave him money because he didn't have no money. But they took his case to the Supreme Court of the land. And the Supreme Court Chief Justice, Chief, the one who is over all the justices, the Chief Justice, said this. A, a black man has no rights to which a white man is bound to respect. And because of that ruling, he overturned the Dred Scott decision. And that ruling has never been overturned. And this is why we have so much injustices in our legal system today. Over a hundred and something years ago, 1870, something like that. You don't think the Supreme Court is, 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 the, is one of the, the most powerful? Remember 2000? In 2000, there was a race between the presidency between Bush and Gore and it came down to the state of Florida and they started counting ballots and the Supreme Court came in and say stop counting and they made a vote it was five to four Bush won by one vote and it was the Supreme Court who made the ruling and because of that one vote, after Bush lost, left the office, we know what happened. The country was about to go in its greatest depression since the uh, Great Depression of the 1930s. 
because of one vote that was ruled on by the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land. So you better exercise your right to vote. And I'm going to say this. And I'm going to close. You don't think we can go back to Jim Crow? You don't think that we can go back to, to, to the unrest of, of the civil rights days and, 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 and slavery? You don't think that? Listen what the Bible says. When Joseph died, the Bible says that there was a Pharaoh who rose to power who did not know Joseph. And what did Pharaoh do? To the children of Israel, when he saw them multiplying, when he saw them uh, 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 just, 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 just having great success, he said to himself, he began to fear the children of Israel and say, we got to do something about this. And he began to eat, uh, afflict them. And you don't think that that can happen now? Let people get into office who do not have your best interests at heart and forget about all the things that we've done to have civil rights for our people. A generation will rise up that will not know Martin Luther King. Last thing, President Trump has elected over 200 federal judges on the federal courts and these judges have lifetime appointments and they are young in their 30s. They will be on the court for a generation and none of the men who he has appointed look like me. So what is that telling us? You better exercise your right to vote because God ain't gonna put it in your lap. That is my message for you today. Take the time. And as we close, I want to remind you about Shabbat prayer on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock and Bible study on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. Tune in. And until next time, do what you're supposed to do. Exercise your right and vote November 3rd. Thank you. I pray that you were strengthened by the word. If this message touched you in any way, please let us know by reaching out to us online on social media. Also, please share this podcast and help spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you would like to donate to our ministry, you can do so by going to our website, acalltofreedom.com, or go through Cash App. We are Freedom FMC. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you until we meet again. Amen.